0: This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh Gordon, long time no speak with. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> long time no talk, Larry. It's good to good
1: to talk to you again. It is indeed. So Gordon, um, let's let's get the show business out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Tonight we have a ton of guests. We wanted mm-hmm. our goal was to get everybody involved in the NBA and try to figure out when the heck is this Aaron Rodgers trade going to happen? As we just heard us do, as we call in the business, the crossover mm. on the K show. Uh, so Connor Rogers will try to figure that out for us. He is SNY's NFL uh, analyst, and he will join us at eight thirty. And then, by eight the the o'clock, Christian Winfield, friend of the show, will from the Daily News will give us a preview on the Nets and Sixers. And of course, Alan Hahn, part of Bart and Hahn. I've SP, heard of noon them. To 3. I've hey, heard of them, Have you? Yes. Yep. You're familiar with their word? Yep. I am familiar. Yep. Absolutely. All right. And so he will join us at 9 30 to give us a Knicks standpoint. But, Gordon, I got to tell you this. What a gorgeous day outside today. Gordon, it was gorgeous. It was just tremendous. So, you know it, what that means?
0: What does that mean? NBA playoff actions around the corner? No. The Mets rained out a game because they're a little tired? No. I'm not sure. What?
1: Time to get the grass ready.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. It is about that time. Time to get the grass
1: ready. Time to do some weeding. Mm-hmm. Time to pick up leaves. Yep. You know, outdoor housekeeping. Gotcha. Outdoor housekeeping. So let me just tell
0: you this, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, if you're going out outside, pollen high. <laughs> I'll be honest sneezing. with you. You don't even have to go outside, <laughs> and the pollen is high. I've been sneezing like crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's been. It is. is. High, high, high. But uh, lots of fun getting that stuff done, trying to get it done early. Gordon, I'm, I'm, I have a goal this year. See, normally my lawn and I, we battle every year. Mm-hmm. And over the past couple of years, the lawn has – I put up a good fight. Mm-hmm. But the lawn has come back late. Gotcha. <laughs> to, to get me. So I I'm, I'm mm-hmm. wanted to get started earlier this year and, you know, try to do my best to, you know – by by getting started early, maybe I'll fox them because they used to be starting something. You know, change change of tactics. They used to be starting maybe you know early May. Eh, we're gonna go a little early this
0: weekend, this year, and see what happens. It feels like everything is an, uh, is like a month off now. It does. It feels like if last couple of years. It feels like we're like off a month. I don't know if that's do we set the clocks back a month. I don't know if that's possible, a full month or not, but. Uh, it does feel like everything's a little off. And now, all of a sudden, we're going directly from winter to summer because at the end yes. of the week, it's going to be like 85 degrees. <laughs> That's right. So it's you crazy. figure it out.
1: It is. It is.
0: Well, uh, Gordon, I don't know. Maybe,
1: and I don't want to entertain this, but I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. So let me make this announcement first. I'm being sarcastic. Gordon, if the Bat Boy in Cleveland had dressed like this last night, you might have won that game.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it more had to do with the fact the Yankees couldn't get a big hit when they needed to labor. T- I don't know that the bat boy had anything oh. to do with it. But I would say, you know, for me as a Yankee fan, anytime anybody brings this topic up, I always feel like the Yankees should lean into it. Mm-hmm. The Yankees should own the, the, the situation. So I would say what the Yankees should do is they should be acquiring players like Charlie Blackman. Yes. You know Charlie Black. They yes. should acquire him, force him to shave, force him to get a haircut, and then immediately release him. <laughs> Say, remember <laughs> Brian Wilson back in the day, the Giants yes. reliever, That's big right. black beard, right? Yep. Acquire yep. him, force him to shave, immediately release him. You wanted them to do that with Rudnick O'Dor. I did, and they forced <laughs> but they didn't him. him. They, yeah, I. I they, they didn't get to the releasing part. They just kept him on. And he kept going 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Jason Wirth, bring him back, force him to shave, get rid of mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Dallas Keuchel, same yeah. thing. They should yeah. lean into it. So yeah. they they should sign the bat boy, force him to get a nice haircut, nice shave, and then and send him back to Cleveland. Send him back to Cleveland.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I just can't believe that this was one of the top stories on the
1: station all day, Gordon. Uh, yeah. I'm. Um,
0: I, it's unbelievable. I, I have a tendency of pissing people off, ticking people off. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to stay quiet on this one. I'm not going to go down that road. But uh, yeah, I, look, if that's where if that's where you want to focus your anger, as as a sports yes. fan, mm-hmm. who am I to tell you you're wrong, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I've certainly uh, had some magical thinking from time to time and gone mm-hmm. down some bad roads and some dark roads, and in and, mm-hmm. and, and terms of where I focus my anger, yes. It's amazing. Nobody could. That's what happens when you can't blame anything on Aaron Hicks last night. See, everybody complains about yelling about Aaron Hicks. It but works. if Aaron Hicks had been in that lineup, we could have just simply blamed him rather than the bad boy. He's the fall guy, as yeah. we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. He, he's the perfect fall guy.
1: He really is. He really is. Well, going right now, the, the Yankees have put some runs on the board. That's good for them. Mets will start in a couple of minutes. Uh,. Take me, bring me up to date now on Rodon because I thought he was going to pitch today. Then I heard he's not going to pitch, and I'm, so I'm not sure what's going on with him.
0: Yeah, I, I thought he was getting closer, uh, yeah. but he's the type of guy that I think the return. His return was um, was it something with back soreness or back tightness or yeah, something tightness. like that. He's a guy and I said this at the time he's a guy that is constantly hurt he's had every kind of injury elbows shoulders forearms the uh, back now and he was a guy that was coming off a career high in every major statistical category mm-hmm. you know counting stats of, of wins and strikeouts and innings pitched so the fact that he's been delayed is 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 not really all that surprising I did not like that move at the time mainly because he's hurt a lot and mainly because it didn't address the Yankees' biggest issue, which in the postseason, as we all know, is their offense. Their offense yeah. does not score, so it's a it's a real crimp right now because of the injury to Severino. That you, you, you know you, you've seen Cole pitch well. You know tonight has not been his best, at least not so far. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nestor has been good, and Johnny mm-hmm. Brito has been a real godsend. Yeah, but the other two great. days, you don't know what you're going to get from Herman. Yeah. Or from Clark Schmidt, well, you, you kind of know, and it's it's not what you want. So, uh, hopefully the Yankees can uh, save, bottle up some of these runs and, and save them for another day. But, uh, yeah, the Rodon injury uh, is, is one that it feels like this is just going to be a string of these kind of things.
1: Well, at least you got good news about Severino yesterday. Bullpen session, threw about 25 pitches, plans to throw another one on Thursday. And if that works out, first of all, the big thing is how does he feel today? And then if that works out on Thursday, then he gets to face some hitters and, you know, he could be back by the end of the month, hopefully.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually have more faith in him coming back and and staying back Mm -hmm. than I do in Rodon. So that doesn't really say much because Severino, uh, let's be honest, he has been hurt a ton in his career.
1: Yeah, he has. He has.
0: As far as the Mets are
1: concerned, Justin Verlander continues to make good progress. Uh, And Showalter told reporters today he had nothing negative to report on Verlander. That's good. Because and I heard Rothenberg earlier uh, talk about how concerned he is about the Mets, and I while I understand his points, and I agree with his points, it's too early to be concerned. Yeah, I, I mean it's just too early, in my opinion, it's too early to be concerned. Because I mean, if this okay, if this were June, yeah, I would be concerned. I would be concerned. But we're two weeks into the season, Gordon, and and you've got a ton of injuries on this team you know, you, you, you lost your closer. So you knew that was going to be a scramble to get those things done. So, I mean, look, they'll hit, they will hit. The biggest concern for me is when they elevate late in the season, much like you're talking about the offense, Gordon, I believe that this Met team is a bat short offensively. And that's when it shows up when you have better teams. See, and it's the same argument you have with, with the Yankees and what Yankee fans have with Cashman. Yeah, we understand that the players are good, but you don't have a guy or you don't have guys that you can depend on where you elevate the opponent. When the pitchers are like Garrett Cole or like Scherzer, you, where everybody struggles, and I'll hear that, well, everybody struggles against those those guys. Well, yeah, but there's always somebody that even those guys can't get out. Right, you talk to some of the greatest pitchers ever, and they will tell you there's one or two guys that always give them a, a problem. And Gordon, neither one of these teams have those guys. And so when you've spent as much money as the Yankees have spent over the years, and the Mets have spent the past couple of years, you you expect a World Series from from your from your your team. And you know when you look at the roster right now, as far as the Mets are concerned, Lindor can have a fabulous year, and Alonso can have a fabulous year, and if Marte is hurt, who's another person who is injured often? Uh, it's going to be a concern for me.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, when it comes to the Mets, they've played kind of 500 baseball so far, uh, and that's and that's that's what their record is. They're six and five, and that's how they played. I don't think that they're going to play 500 baseball the entire season. And I can understand thinking, much like I said with the Yankees of, uh, last night about we have this much of a payroll and we have, and this is all we got. There could be a little bit of that with the Mets too, where you're spending even more uh, and you feel like it's not a complete team. But the the thing about the Mets is there is no budget. Mm -hmm. There is no budget. Mm -hmm. And the Mets have some young players that if it comes, whatever the issue is and every team will have an issue in the course of the season. If it does mean that you need to add a bat, well, then the Mets have the the prospects to be able to go and trade those to add a bat. It's not going to be an issue of, oh, we're going to add payroll. There is no there is no budget when it comes to the Mets. They'll spend whatever they have to spend. Uh, if they need a starting pitcher, I think that will be harder to find. But if they have to go find one, they will find one. If they have to find a closer, they will get one. With the amount of money that they're spending, they are all in on this year and – you'd have to think they're not going to make the same mistake of last year of when you got to the trade deadline. Big names are trade, moving teams here and there and everywhere. The Mets didn't want to give up their, their, time, their, their prime prospects last year. This year they can't make that same mistake. If it comes down to it and they have to move, I don't know, an Alvarez or a, ba- a Beatty or, or one of mm-hmm. these top prospects that they have to answer a major hole that they have over the course of the season, this time around they'll have to pay the price. No doubt about it. And
1: I will say this. I have to give them my apologies. I wanted Josh Bell last year, Gordon, yeah. in the worst way. He mm-hmm. has not performed. He didn't perform in San Diego,
0: and he is struggling in Cleveland right now. Struggling. Yeah, he has struggled a little bit. Uh, I like him as a player, switch hitter, uh, younger, on the younger side. He, I thought he would have been a perfect fit last year, but you're right. I, I, some of the guys that moved last year, they have not really – You know, uh, we were talking last night about uh, Juan Soto has not mm-hmm. really – Has not really clicked in San Diego so far. But, um, well, look, here's the thing. If the Mets get to that stage this year where they're in prime position, they will certainly make the move. I think the problem that the Mets have, is, if you're a Met fan, is no matter how the season starts, you're never going to feel comfortable. Nope. Because you play in the same division as the Braves. If the Braves are ahead of you, you're going to be worried about the Braves. If the Braves are behind you, you're going to be worried about the Braves. Yeah. So things have kind of worked out well where the Phillies have gotten off to a worse start and they've had a ton. I think they've had even more injuries than you have. The Marlins aren't very good. The Nationals aren't going to be very good. So it's really those two teams in the East. And, And to me, the National League is not nearly as deep as the American League is. So in terms of making the playoffs and all that type of stuff, I just can't be all that concerned when it comes to the Mets.
1: But much like Yankee fans, Gordon, Mets fans are starting to think the same way. It's World Series a bust. Uh, we no, have to absolutely. win the World Series. It's, yeah, it's, no, absolutely. It's, you know, and we'll be disappointed if we finish second. Absolutely. <laughs> we need to win the division and move on and march through the postseason and get to the World Series and win the World Series. Otherwise, it's, it's almost like a Yankee fan. It's almost like a failure.
0: Well, I will say this. If you finish second and you get to the World Series, then that's fine. Uh, But, yeah, if you finish second and you don't get to the World Series, then people are going to be saying, wait a second. No matter what team in baseball spends the most money, the the, the objective is clear. You have Mm -hmm. to win the World Series. The the pressure is on you to win the World Series. And I would think that there's not been a time – I'd have to go back and look – has there ever been a bigger discrepancy between the team with the highest payroll and the team with the second highest payroll? Yeah,
1: no. So I that
0: would mean it. that the, the pressure on the Mets is going to be even greater.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Especially after winning 101 last year mm-hmm. and not getting to the World Series. They didn't even get that. I mean, they, they barely got out. <laughs> they made the playoffs <laughs> and they were gone quick. I know. See, that's unacceptable. Especially when your owner said, I, I expect to win championships in five years, Gordon. I mean, this is year two.
0: <laughs> yep so it, it's well, let's it's, go it's it's, it's time it's to right and and when you would be fair to think that if you don't that he would be in in his right to say wait a second what are we doing here i'm spending yeah. all this money and this is what this is what i'm getting in a return no question he would be right to say that and maybe
1: epler and some folks would be feeling hot that, seat that, that 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 warm that warm tushy seat Mm-hmm. At the city hall, one 3776 Yankees rolling right now. They lead eight two with the Cleveland batting in the bottom of the fourth. Mets just underway. We'll keep you updated on the scoreboard when we return. We'll talk a little Knicks. Just Alan How will join us later, but Gordon and I will talk some Knicks, uh, some audio from you know the workout and hopefully an update on Julius Randall. That's next on ninety eight seven
0: ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Saturday, game one at 6 o'clock. Our coverage begins at 5.30, following Ty Butler here on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, I was having that discussion with Joe Leo during the break about how comprom- how compromised, how much of a compromised Randall can the Knicks really expect and be successful with and the question becomes with the ankle it does it will it bother him that he can't jump as high which means that hurts the jump shot will it bother him with lateral movement which means defensively he's going to be a liability I mean you just don't know until you kind of get an idea and see him and then you'll know how to make the adjustment
0: yeah it's it's one of those really uh how do you know uh because He's been, he's been, I mean, two weeks doesn't sound like that long a period of time, but when you're used to playing every single minute of every single game, I think two weeks is is a lot longer than in a normal circumstance. So uh, I would think, I keep expecting him not to play maybe the first game, maybe the first two mm. and then come back at some, I would be shocked if he didn't play in the entire series. Mm-hmm. But I would expect that with the severity of the injury, the fact that they weren't even going to reevaluate him for two weeks, that you'd have to think he's going to miss some time. The one sliver of optimism has been that you saw him the other night with no boot on. So maybe there is a chance. I mean, we said this when he went down. Nobody can ever question the toughness of Julius Randle. So if it's possible for him to go, he'll be out there.
1: All right. So the other injury that has Nick fans concerned is Jalen Brunson and his hand. So he was asked, how's your hand? Good. Now getting better, and I'm, I'm able to do whatever I need to do. All right, so you feel better with him. He's ready to go. But once again, Gordon, you know uh, the gamesmanship in professional sports. Somebody's going to be swiping at that hand.
0: Oh, <laughs> of course. Be swiping at it. Right. Even, even if he didn't have any in the injury, people yep. will be swiping at it. Yeah. With as much as he has it. the ball in his hands.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, Jalen, what does it mean to take this team to the postseason? I think most importantly, it wasn't just me. How this team embraced me with open arms, and uh, how they've uh, let me you know, be myself and uh, play the way I play, and the relationships we made over this year, and uh, it's been it's been great. And uh, it wasn't just me; it was a credit to everyone. You know, building and sacrificing and just wanting to win, and we we're able to you know, get to a decent place in, the, in uh, seating, and we have a long way to go for us to get to where we want to go. Yeah, obviously it has, but Gordon, he is, and we've said it over and over again, so it's, you know, we're, we're not saying anything that anybody doesn't know or hasn't seen just watching the difference in the Nick team between this year and last year. I mean, it's not even – I can't even put into words
0: what he's meant for this team, offensively and defensively too. Think about the expectations of any free agent that comes to the Knicks, and he outperformed all those high expectations that even Nick fans had. So that tells you just how, how high, um, uh, uh, how great of a season he's had. It's, it's hard to come up with a free agent who came here in any sport and has outperformed the expectations. And, and, and when they signed him, every, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people thought, oh, it was overpay. The Knicks had to overpay to get him because nobody will come here. Well, that overpay became a bargain pretty quickly. It did. It did. He's been phenomenal one eight hundred nine one
1: nine three seven seven six. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, start us off on ESPN New York tonight.
2: Well, good to uh, be able to hear you for three hours. So first of all, I want to tell you guys how important you are to so many of us and getting you at 7. It, you know, it's a difference of what time it is, but it's an extra hour, so you guys know how we all feel about you. Now I'm going to tell you what I've been doing for the last three or four days. Uh, Gordon, you're aware of my buddy. Uh, Larry, I just sent you pictures of Floyd Lane, current pictures. I think you've enjoyed them. 94 years old. God bless him. That was Larry's coach, uh, Gordon, in college great player great great all-time player way back when so my buddy and i also went to ccny we spent a lot of time that's the benefits of being retired and no matter what kind of condition you're in you, you can share with your friends and you're my friends and we can go over it but it's two three four minutes at night so i'm not going to waste any more time we broke this thing down as Don uh, michael says to a fine powder i think that's his expression and and these teams are close they're close uh Uh, Allen has been very kind volunteering information on the radio, and he pointed out something. We all miss things. There's no question about it. And one of the things missed was both teams have the same major problem, defensive uh, integrity in the defensive paint. Uh, They give up a lot of points. Now, that seems odd because Mobley, and Allen and and Mitchell and Hartenstein and and uh, Julius, you know the reboundings are wash. So if we wash with reboundings, I'm happy, and you guys are going to be happy. Cleveland has a little bit of an edge three point shooting between the Lavert goal and and, um, and uh, what's the kid's name? My mind's going. Their, their main player Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Brunson and and Grimes. Grimes is really in the last three weeks, guys. Grimes has raised his stock. And Larry, you and I on a Sunday three weeks ago came up with the same scenario: mm-hmm. give him a blow defensively and put hard on that guy. You remember that conversation? Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that was, and that's been the difference. And that's one of the things that that Tibbs has done, and that's allowed um, you know Grimes to catch a blow, Gordon, and have more legs on his jumper. And you can see his his form is just. <laughs> He has such a sweet-looking shot. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really good. And if he can hit that three, that's going to help him out. And one of the reasons why both teams have the issue that they do, Gordon closing people out, uh, giving up points in the paint, is because defensively some of the backcourt folks can't keep people in front of them. So the center now has to come out to try to cut off cut off the, the penetration and now somebody goes behind him or they pass the ball behind him to his guy and they get easy layups. And so
0: that's why you have so many so many issues with points in the paint on both teams. Yeah, and with the Knicks, it feels like Tibbs, it's all about protecting the paint, protecting the paint, and, and that comes at a cost, right? Yeah. You protect the paint. Sometimes guys get loose on the wing and you're running out to try and catch them. And that was a bigger issue in the beginning of the season. I hope it doesn't become an issue again in the playoffs. Uh, I agree with you. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Yeah, then Gordon, um, he says that they've learned, they've gotten better. Gordon, he needs to put forth a closer effort to what he did that season to this series. And, you know, they're going to need another score, especially with Randall Compromise, because you just don't know what you can get and how much you can get from him. From
0: yeah, yeah, he, he he cannot be the Knicks' fifth best player, right? I mean, it kind of feels like that—that's where he's at now. Clearly, Randall, when healthy, is better. Brunson's better. Quickly's better. And I mean, if you had to pick it right now, would you rather have Grimes in a big game or would you rather have RJ in a big game? Grimes. Yeah. So he can't be the Knicks' fifth best player. He's got he's got to be better than that. He's got to show some consistency. And it's all right there for him. I mean, it's been a very up-and-down year. He's never been that uh, efficient of a player to begin with. But he has a chance, the the opportunities in front of him, to, to completely rewrite what this season has been. And, Gordon, he's got to do it
1: not with volume shooting, not with not trying to be overly aggressive, but taking the game as it comes to him because so often this year we've seen him go down the court that there would be people open, he wouldn't pass, his head's down, I'm going to get this basket. It would Either he would get it stripped, it would be he'd miss a shot or something of that nature, and then he would be, you know, then he's trying to recover to make up for that mistake, and that would lead to another turnover, and then he'd end up being on the bench. So for him, he really has to play to his strengths, and his strengths are Gordon putting his head down, going to the basket. He may have to do that more when he's with the second unit than with the starting unit. With the starting unit, he just has to take take what, what, what comes to him. You know, Brunson's the first option. Randall's the second option. He's like the third option there. So he can't try to be the first option. Know your role in this offense. Do what you need to do. Play tough defense. Follow up on the boards. Do the little things. And try to make, get some easy baskets. And I think if he's able to do those things, that would get him going. It would take some pressure off of him and he could just play his game. And he was I mean, he was such a
0: popular player the first yep. couple of years. I know. Right? He was the Knicks guy. He was the Knicks pick. He was the third pick in the draft. And it really has gone south for him this year. Uh, and if, if he doesn't want to have an entire offseason of should have been traded for, for Donovan Mitchell, yeah. he has got to he's got to show up in the series. He cannot play at the inconsistent level like he has all season long. It's very simple.
1: You've gotten the money. You
0: have Mm -hmm. nothing
1: left to prove. Just play. Just play. You're playing. You're trying to show that you deserve the money. No, they already believed you deserve the money. All right. You've got it. Just play. You're not auditioning for anybody. You're not trying to rationalize anything for anybody. All you're trying to do is, Gordon, go out, play, and have some fun. That's it. That's all you got to do. You're not even the number one guy. No. (laughs) No. I mean, no, that, he's not. I he's mean, not where, Brunson close. That, yeah, right. Brunson should have
0: that pressure, not you. I don't get it. I just don't. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: the good news is he's got the opportunity. Right, yes. last year, if you had a bad year, the season was over, and the play-in was not even a, a rumor by the end of the year. That's right. This year, you got the chance. You've got the opportunity in front of you, but you got to be able to cash in and take take advantage of it, especially especially one of these first two games, because. Even if you have Randall for one of these first two games, you'd have to think he's gonna be pretty severely compromised. So this is yeah. the time for, for if R.J. is gonna step up, you know, if you if you don't do it in games one and two, I'm am going <laughs> gonna I'm gonna have a hard time believing you're gonna do it in games three, four, five, or six. Joe, hit the breaking news sounder.
1: Gordon, you won't believe it. Uh oh. What's
0: wrong? Yeah. Aaron Hicks got a hit. Well, yeah, he, this that's the second one? He's got two hits in the same game? Yep, got a hit. You know, I don't want to say anything, but it might be time for Cashman to start talking extension. You know, he's only got <laughs> no, three no, years no, left. No, no, no,
1: no, no, It's time, to, <laughs> it's, it it's,
0: it's time to talk extension. It's time no, to talk a, a defined role on this team moving trade. forward? No, trade him
1: now while he's hot. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> Nick is in Emerson. What's up, Nick?
3: Hey, guys. Larry, it's uh, nice talking to you again. It's been a while. Gordon, I, I haven't talked to you yet, but I love you guys' show. Thank you. Um, of course, of course. I uh, First of all, my father always tells me a blind squirrel finds it out once in a while. So, Aaron Hicks, that's kind of the case right there. But, um, no, I wanted to get your opinion on uh, – I want you guys to rank the most important Knicks outside of Jalen. And, obviously, you guys have been talking about it, Compromise Randall. Those two being one A, one B, but the most important Knicks for this playoff series coming up, um, and you kind of were feeding into it with the RJ talk and the money he's got, but like Grimes, IQ, Obi off the bench, Hartense- I think Hartenstein's going to play a big role because I don't know if I trust Mitch to stay out of, you know, out of foul trouble. But um, just wanted you guys' opinions on how you would rank who the most important Knicks are after Jalen and Randall. Appreciate you guys. Keep it up.
1: Thanks. Thanks for the kind words and the call. Gordon, that's an interesting question. Obviously for us and what we've said, uh, RJ, what they need from him is huge. Uh, So he would be, you know, right there. He's three or four, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, The It's going to be, though, somebody, whoever's in the front court, if Randall can't go, right? If Randall's compromised, is it Obi Toppin? Will he be able to give you meaningful minutes without compromising Defense or putting up bad shots. Will you have to go to Josh Hart and go with a smaller lineup? Is he the most important person? Is it indeed Hartenstein or or will it be will it be Sims? Will it be a situation where we kind of saw where they played maybe Sims at the four in in a situation just for you know for height, not necessarily for scoring, but for height and to help rebounding uh, quickly coming off the bench and and. You know, providing the leadership and scoring that he does with that second unit. So there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of different guys there. But I think for this series, really because of our discussion, Gordon, I would say it has to be RJ and following that person. It's going to be whoever has to fill in for Julius Randle. Whoever that person is that's going to get most of the minutes if he indeed can't go, and then Josh Hart would, would uh, follow in that, in that spot. I,
0: I, would, I would put quickly three and then RJ four. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. My concern is that uh, RJ is going to be further down on that. Maybe uh, you know Mitch, you know, staying out of foul trouble uh, would be nice. Uh, I mean, that would be and staying healthy. Yeah, oh, please, that would be big. So, Huge. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to put Grimes ahead of, although he has played better down the stretch of the season, and I probably have more confidence in Grimes right now than RJ. But I will put RJ fourth. Or on mm-hmm. this, if you if I'm taking Brunson and 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 Randall out of it, I'd put him second.
1: Right. All right, I, I, I see what you're saying. That's, By the way, very, I just want
0: to – do we have the breaking news sounder again? oh another story. The Bat Boy has the hair out. I don't know who this is important to, but it clearly is important to somebody. The ha- He has now Yay! untucked the hair. I don't know if this is because it's the sixth inning and, and the game's getting away from, from, from the Guardians, but the hair is now back and flowing like Joe Dirt from back in the day. <laughs> <and> <laughs> David Spade. <laughs> So there, so there you go. He, he, he might you know the the guardians guardians might not win the game, but uh, he he's letting his 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 freak flag fly if, he, if as they will there. Wow! Right. Yay! Yeah.
1: That's it, oh, and
0: and they'll break it down him. tomorrow on the K show. I'm sure.
1: Oh, I'm sure they will to a fine powder like they always do. Mm-hmm. Gordon at the stadium tonight uh, at City Field rather. Ryan Weathers, David Weathers' son,
0: former Yankee starting against oh the dear god larry stop that why that, that just uh, that depresses the that hell something? out of me when i when i hear things like that you think i feel i talked to david weathers oh <laughs> my gosh
1: <laughs> cover david weathers
0: <laughs> you know the, the worst one it was about six months ago prince fielder's kid there was a video oh, of prince fielder's kid hitting home runs not oh. cecil fielder clearly <laughs> Prince Fielder. <laughs> now, I, now, I'm a, the third generation of fielders here. This is oh, ridiculous. Man. Gordon, do
1: you know what's close to that for me? Having a conversation at the stadium at at uh, at MetLife maybe two or three years ago with Phil Sims' kid, who when I, when I covered Phil Sims, the kid was running around the locker yep. room, <laughs> right. And now, you know, he does the show on on Saturdays during the football mm-hmm. season, high school football season.
0: Right, Matt? And yeah. 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 And Chris is everywhere. So, He's I mean, all it, over the, the, two, place. The, the two boys are everywhere. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. What year is this
1: again? Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN.
0: It's t- This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
1: It's better win. Otherwise, it is a lost season. Gordon, I don't know if I agree with that. No, of course not. I don't know if I agree with that. I think, now I will say this, if if they go out in five again, yeah, I might look fair. at it differently. Sure. I might say because the talent's better. Yes, the opponent, well, the opponent's pretty good. I mean, Atlanta was hot with Trey Young and what he brought to the table. But, I mean... Even if they lose in seven, it's 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 not a wasted season. No,
0: of course not. The the the, the, the Knicks are are heavy underdogs in the series. Yeah, especially with the compromised Randall. The Cavs have the best player in the series. Yep, they do. They have the Absolutely. home court in the series. I know the season series the Knicks won, but over the course of the long regular season, the Cavs have the better record there. And, and I would think that the Cavs are a whole lot closer to the one, two, or three seeds in the East than they are to the five or six. Yeah. There's never been a time where the Cavaliers were were thought to be dropping down into the play-in or anything like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I don't know what people are taught. I think that people just want to create drama where there's plenty of drama as it is. It's a playoff series. Yeah. And the Knicks do, I think, have a legitimate chance to, to win the series. We'll see how things play out. And based how things play out, it could turn out that this is a, a replay of two years ago, and if it is, boy, it will be demoralizing to it say will the be. least. Yeah. But to think if the Knicks lose the series in six games, six hard-fought games, that somehow that negates everything that they did this year, I, I don't know what people are talking about.
1: No, no, there's got to be certain circumstances there. I mean, they're blown out in two of the three games or something of that nature. Yeah. It's, it's it's then you look at it differently. But just on the idea of. You know, listen, that's that would be it's a year late. But Gordon, that would be the next step would be that you would be more competitive in the series and possibly either go down fighting or advance. That would be the next step from having gone out in the first round. The first time you've been in the postseason at that time for what, what, seven, eight years.
0: And to me, all the pressure is on the Cavaliers. They're the team that made the trade for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And they are much more. Uh, locked into whatever their plan is than the Knicks are. We yeah. still expect the Knicks are going to, at some point, add that superstar. The the Cavs are pretty locked in. Donovan Mitchell is their superstar. Yeah, absolutely. So, to me, all the pressure's on Cleveland.
1: Back to the phones we go. Let's head to Connecticut. That's where Anthony's hanging out, listening to us on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Ant?
4: Finally, Faye. Hey, long-time listener. Long-time listener. First-time caller. I'm going to be quick. And I think – for the organization of the Knicks, I think we got a dream scenario and it's too bad me saying that about Julius Randle being hurt. One thing that I will hate to see, I mean look at Obi Topping's stat as a starter. It's off the chart. I mean, twenty plus and he's really getting when this guy gets in rhythm, that's a scary player to be. And I think since it's gonna be his contract year next year, I believe we need to offer him something. And I will hate to see Obi Topping losing him for nothing. And this guy is the main focus to me. Randall, we can forget about Randall playing in the with Cavaliers. I mean that I mean with that boot the other last week, forget it. I don't think we can count on him in the first round. So uh, to me Obi topping is gonna be key how he performs and I think it's gonna be off the charge. And I think the Knicks gonna find themselves in a situation about Obi contract next year. If he goes off and really do something about the calf and average twenty and six and let's say 35% of three, and we beat the Cavs with Ovi, we got a real situation here. And nobody, I hear nobody in any station talking about that. And I only listen to you guys, of course.
1: All right, Anthony, thanks for the phone call. Listen, that would be a great problem for the Knicks to have, Anthony. <laughs> if he was able, if Gordon, if, if Obi was able to take that next step and be that consistent in a playoff scenario, with all the pressure and everything that it, and and just the different game
0: that it is, I mean that would be a great situation for the Knicks to have. They would love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Having too many great players. Oh no! What are we gonna do, Larry? <laughs> How are we ever gonna deal with this? I don't know. I th- I think they'll figure it out. I agree. They'll come up with something. And and the bottom line here is
1: all it does is it makes him more marketable. It makes him if they decided to trade him. It makes him more available, more, you know, more uh, teams will be more amenable to trying to take a chance on him. And, you know, listen, um, there's always, as coaches always tell you, Gordon, nothing bad with little competition.
0: Yeah, and especially when one of your guys, the guy that he would be replacing is out. Yeah. And the guy you drafted. Yeah, with the eighth overall pick.
1: You know, where he where he would finally
0: be paying some dividends considering where he was, how high he was drafted. And one of the reasons why it seemed appealing at the time was because he was supposed to be more NBA ready. Yep. And here we are years later, still kind of waiting. Yeah.
1: Is he NBA ready yet? We don't. (laughs) We're still trying to figure that (laughs) out. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It it is an interesting situation, but I I am. As a Nick fan, I'm. I wish the game would start sooner than Saturday. Obviously,
0: yeah, I hear you. But the fact that if it, the fact that it has to take that long, is best for for Randall being absolutely. as close to 100. percent So I guess you got to kind of make that trade.
1: And knowing the NBA, Game Three could be Game Two could be Thursday. <laughs> oh, who knows? It could First be a, it could
0: be another week.
1: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so if he does make Round One, he could Game One. He could definitely make Game Two. You know the way it goes. And, and here's what I would think though. Game three at the Garden will probably be on a Sunday. Knowing how the NBA is, mm-hmm. I would think Game three would be on a Sunday at the Garden. And they would probably, and, and if the Lakers could advance, they'd probably do something with Knicks, and Knicks and Lakers later, something like that. You, you
0: know, you know, you, you want to get the coasts involved. You got to stretch it out. Yeah, stretch it out, stretch it out. And boy, will they! Oh, they! You never have to worry about them stretching out that first round.
1: They do, they, do, they do an unbelievable job. I am uh, very curious to hear what Christian Winfield has to say about the Net Sixers. That's the other series involving our local teams in this area. And and obviously, look, talk about pressure. The pressure's totally on Philadelphia, that series. Oh, they've got so much pressure on them, Gordon. This is uh, clearly, this is a, you mentioned it last night, this is a uh, organizational changing year, playoffs, For this team, if they don't get far, if they don't get, I think, to at least the conference finals,
0: there's going to be a lot of changes with that Philadelphia team. Well, I mean, they they have the star in Embiid. uh, It's been years since the process. And uh, whoever trusted the process, that trust was was misplaced (laughs) because we're still waiting for the big playoff run. And now, I mean, it can't be any more ready-made than this with, with Embiid playing at an MVP level, uh-huh. Harden on the team and, and ready to go. I mean, Doc Rivers is supposed to be a, a veteran coach who's who's been through the wars. This is the time. This is the time. And Embiid has never played better,
1: Gordon. I mean, he's been phenomenal. He's been healthy for the most part. He hasn't missed a lot of games, and he's been he's been dominant. He's, for me, he's the runaway MVP this year.
0: It does seem that way. Yeah,
1: the runaway MVP. By the way, in a play-in game, Atlanta and Miami, Atlanta's leading by 10 right now. Near, a little over three minutes left to go in the first quarter. Uh, curious to see if Miami is able to, you know, advance here. Because both of these teams really have – but you know what's funny about Miami?
0: They,
1: they don't score a lot of points.
0: No. They're so very you're in slow. Every game They're very them. old. It's very – it's a it's – a, it's a slog, as they say. <laughs>
1: it really is. It really, really is. So it will be interesting to see how this, this uh, one-game elimination turns out and who plays who next. And, you know, that's how we figure out who Milwaukee and uh, Boston are going to play in their uh, first-round matchups. But looking forward to this NBA playoff court. And this, is, this is when it gets fun. This is when it really gets fun because, you know, the, the game changes a little bit. And uh, this is when they allow people to just beat up on folks. They swallow the whistles more here than any time during the regular season. So you you have to be ready for physical basketball, and teams
0: that don't play physical, they have a tough time adjusting. In the words of uh, Bill Parcells, when he was yelling on the sideline, "This is why you lift all those weights, right? Mm-hmm. This is the this is the moment that you wait for, and it's clearly not during the regular season." There are no really important regular season games anymore. There's no real rivalries in the regular season really anymore. It's all about the playoffs, and this is and this is the league where the stars win. And Absolutely. now is the time for stars.
1: Christian Winfield joins us to preview Nets Sixers next on 98.7 ESPN.